0: This evening comes from Luke chapter 2, 1 through 18. In those days, Caesar Augustus declared that everyone throughout the empire should be enrolled in the tax list. This first enrollment occurred when Kyrianus governed Syria. Everyone went to their own cities to be enrolled, since Joseph belonged to David's house and standing line, he went up from the city of Nazareth in Galilee, Galilee to David's city called Bethlehem in Judea. He went to be enrolled together with Mary who was promised to him in a marriage and who was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for Mary to have her baby. She gave birth to her firstborn child, a son wrapped in and wrapped him up snugly, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the guest room. Nearby shepherds were leaving in the fields, guarding their sheep at night. The Lord's angels stood before them, and the Lord's glory shone all around them, and they were terrified. The angels said, Do not be afraid. Look, I bring good news to you, wonderful, joyous news for all people. Your Savior is born today in David's city. He is Christ of the Lord. This is a sign for you, you will find a newborn baby wrapped snugly and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great assembly of the heavenly forces was with the angel praising God. They said, Glory to God in heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go right now to Bethlehem and see what's happening. Let's confirm what the Lord has revealed to us. They went quickly and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. When they saw this, they reported what they had been told about this child. Everyone who heard it was amazed at what the shepherds told them. This is the word of God for the people of God.
1: Thanks be to God. That I'm... Our world is a mess. We're all in one way or another a mess. And here is a baby in a manger. A manger in a barn. A marvelous Marvelously messy manger. Filled with rolls slurping, chewing, and well, you know what usually happens after that. A manger that invites riffraff shepherds on the outskirts of town to come and see. A manger with a blue collar dad who just lost all respect around town. A manger with a young woman who has more fierceness and boldness in her pinky finger than most of us do in our whole bodies. And who revealed that true power comes not from the empire that they live under, but from adopting the lowliness of the manger. A lowly, messy manger. Somehow it is the most hopeful image our world has ever seen. Hope and mess, side by side. Hope and mess coexisting in a way that none of us could have made up. Our story today isn't the stuff of fairy tales. Friends, I love me some Disney movies, but that's not our Christmas story. We have a different story tonight. Mess and hope. Inviting us to come and draw near once again. Will you please pray with me and for me? God, hope has arrived, hope in a manger. You brought hope in radically unexpected ways. And now we ask, we pray, do it again. Bring the hope that we need and let us find it in the manger, amen. Diedrich Bonhoeffer, a 20th century uh, Lutheran pastor who stood against Nazi Germany, writes that on Christmas, God became human. Really human. That fact alone is beyond comprehension. Then on top of that, how God became human is just flat out absurd. God coming through this brave teenage mother's birth canal, still coming out covered like babies come out, God nursing on this mother's breast, his carpenter father's calloused hands holding him Shepherds who are the town' scoundrels in total awe. And then a manger. Not a manger you buy on Etsy. Not even a manger you can donate to Salvation Army. But an animal feeding trough. I quite possibly had the saliva of pigs, cows, and who knows what else sticking to the blanket that the hope of the world was wrapped in. Love wasn't born in a gold-plated crib. Love wasn't born and given political power. Love wasn't born and had a parade across town. Love wasn't even passed around by others at their local synagogue. Love was born to two poor parents from Podunk, Galilee, and the first people on the invite list were dirty shepherds who weren't even allowed in any self-respecting religious community. If we want proof that Jesus isn't afraid of our messiness, just look at who attended his first birthday party. The manger is proof that God does not ignore the messiness of our human condition. If God can bring hope in a manger, friends stop thinking your mess is too big for Jesus. Father Greg Boyle who runs an organization that helps rehabilitate uh, former gang members said one of his The men in his program called Homies once told him, it's taken me all these years to see the real world. And once you see it, there's only God there. When we embrace the manger, God suddenly shows up everywhere and we get to stop striving for more and more. When we find God in the mangers of our world surrounded by Mary's, Joseph's, shepherds, and wise men, Jesus gives us all the hope we need. Our manger relates way too well to messiness for that to not be true. Friends, if the creator of the universe had their eyes fixed on this poor baby who would go on to live in the no good town of Nazareth, if the creator of the universe's eyes were fixed on them, God sees you too. If God can be pleased in a man who grew up in Nazareth, a place where people would later say that nothing good can come out of Nazareth, God can be pleased in you too. Jesus Christ came down in a mess because of a mess and made a home amidst a mess so you don't have to hide your mess from him. Love doesn't come rising up to sit on the throne. Love comes down in the manger. If you think your junk stinks too bad for Jesus, then I'd like to introduce you to the baby who smelled cow droppings when he first entered the world. It's like Christina Rossetti's classic poem tells us. Love comes down at Christmas. It's a miracle. Love comes down for each and every one of us. Love comes for the queer kid wondering if their family is going to accept them. Love comes down for the black grandma because of how they worry about her grandkids due to the melanin in their skin. Love comes down for the spouses of first responders who still have to work on Christmas. Love comes down for veterans separated from their families for wars that they did not choose. Love comes down for overwhelmed bombs. Love comes down for lonely dads. Love comes down for isolated grandparents. Love comes down for those who have experienced bullying. Love comes down for those who don't have a safe place to lay their head. Love comes down for those whose place where they lay their head isn't safe. Love comes down for those who just wanna make it through Christmas sober. Love comes down in domestic violence shelters for survivors. Love comes down for those who are mourning an empty seat around the Christmas dinner table this year. Love comes down for the wallflowers. Love comes down for the jocks who are terrified that everyone's gonna find out that they're just as odd as the rest of us. Love comes down for the book smart kids who just want to fit in. Love comes down for those who are incarcerated. Love comes down for those who are no longer incarcerated but still labeled by something that, where they just made a mistake like the rest of us. Love comes down for overworked nurses, teachers, social workers, and everybody else who has gone through so much struggle these past couple of years and for anybody who has taught that their value only comes from what they do. Love comes down for those who, for who life is simply hard. Love comes down for those who don't think or process like most other people. Love comes down for the absurdly wealthy who just want to be seen as a person and not as a place to go and get charity. Love comes down amidst poorly wrapped presents and wrapping paper all over the floor. Love comes down amidst sinks with dirty dishes and overflowing laundry basket. Love comes down for you. Love comes down for me. Christmas has shown us that we simply can't stop love from coming down no matter what we throw at it. our savior is born in a mess. So maybe we should stop trying to be so gosh darn, neat and tidy, and let Jesus get cozy with us in his manger. Jesus doesn't need to find you in a palace. Jesus doesn't need to find you on the Forbes 100. Jesus doesn't need you to be called the sexiest man or woman alive, even though we can all admit Chris Evans is one handsome dude. On Christmas and on every day, Jesus wants the messy, vulnerable you. Because that's the person he helped design, he helped create. Before the creation of the universe. And that's the person Jesus is madly in love with. And yes, if it's any consolation, Jesus does, in fact, take into account your mess when he created you. And here he is still being born in the manger, staking up the joint with farm animals and shepherds who probably don't know the last time when they got a shower. Friends, we need to de-hallmark Christmas. Listen, if you love your Hallmark Christmas movies, have at it, enjoy. And I like the Hallmark store good company from my experience. But that's not where we're getting the truth of Christmas. There aren't any guys with neat comb-overs, flannel shirts, and no cute Christmas sweaters from the Gap at the first Christmas. God didn't choose to enter the world on a silent night. As meaningful as that song is that we're going to sing in just a couple of minutes, but God chose to enter the world on a violent night, under the thumb of an oppressive empire. God chose to enter the world not as part of the dominant culture or trying to make Any person or any organization great. God chose to enter the world as a powerless infant whose only weapon of choice was fierce, self sacrificial, non violent love. This, this is Christmas. And Christmas is for us, it's for you, for everyone. So friends, perhaps you pray every day. Perhaps you've never said one prayer before in your life. Perhaps it's been a long time since you have truly prayed because you're afraid God doesn't hear you or worse, God doesn't care about you. Doesn't matter what your story's been invite you to pray with me to make these words your own can just whisper them god isn't hard of hearing and god hears the silent cries of our heart oh god thank you for christmas thank you god for the messy manger Now we thank you that you are still that God today and you are not afraid of our messes. Thank you for not being afraid to lie in the messes we have made of our lives and our world. Now free us, wash us clean, make us new. We offer ourselves to your love that was born on Christmas Day. Amen. Amen. Friends, God is in the manger. That's enough. That is enough to provide hope. That is enough to point us toward a kingdom that is coming. That is enough for us to know that there is no mess God will not need us in because Jesus is already there. Love comes down in a manger. Let us never forget that. And let us find hope in messy mangers, and not in neat and pristine palaces. And let hope resound throughout all of creation and for every last one of us. Because God bless us, everyone. Amen.